you know, I'm uh, looking at the evening news now. And I actually wasn't going to put nothing out. <laughs> wasn't even trying to look at news today. I actually didn't look at news today. The first of the news I looked at today. But anyway, I'm um, looking at this news and it's, um, it's this NBC Now. And they were talking about Tori uh, Bowie, this young lady who died due to complication. They're pointing out that this, again, they're pointing out the disparities and you know, young ladies say, look, it's not our fault, but it is our problem. The medical field is fucked up. Uh, and they know this, and it actually says black women are three times more likely to die from a pregnancy than white women. Three times now. And they got uh, uh that's a population of what? Maybe 20,000, I mean 20 million black women. And then I'm just giving a round number, half or 40, you know. Because uh, we know we're short of men because them motherfuckers dying and going to jail and shit. But the, the idea is that they um, say something like that and say it's up to the medical field to straighten this out. But they know this already. They know this is going on. I mean, this been going, I mean, this been spoken about over and over and over for the last couple months. So, starting the last couple of months, as we approach the Black History Month, <laughs> Black History fucking month. But anyway, the thing is, it was uh, reported, been reported about the disparities, and that, you know, we know about the overall disparities we face when we go to a hospital. Hey, I'm fucking evident. Motherfucker just fucked right over me and I'm gonna expose that shit. But right now this is about Tory, uh, and not just Tory, that every other black woman. And actually she out of the four relay races uh, uh four relayers who won Olympics in uh, uh 2016, three of them had went on to have babies. Three had complications, one died. I mean, these are Olympic athlete at the top of their fucking game in prime condition and they're dying or are they being killed yeah they're being killed by being ignored but Scott Scott said there is no evidence but he called it oppression <laughs> there is no evidence of oppression there is sure enough evidence of racism it's all racism oppressive of course, and even more fucking violence. But anyway, uh, I wasn't gonna do nothing at the end. I think I just me. Uh, <laughs> I, I just, this is just beyond me that they uh, do this, you know, because they got too many. Really, if you look at the medical field, um, we know there's a problem. For them to keep ignoring, it, I mean, who's in charge? Just point out the motherfucker who you point to. Say, look, now we know when this shit happened in fucking uh, uh, Starbucks. It goes up the fucking ladder. They come down and they fly somebody, right? I mean, even though those up at the top let that policy roll and roll and roll and then let shit happen until they had a problem. So whether you let kick somebody out because they were sitting down there wanted to use the bathroom or didn't let them use it because you were black. I mean, we got instance. Kevin Hart was all that. Talking that time, saying, "Well, you know, it, it, it was just that food." No, Kevin, it was a fucking pattern. 
Because every time they had uh, white kids that said, yeah, you know, I have no problem going to the bathroom when I used to go in a Starbucks. Yeah, I, I mean, no. I, I, and they dude was up there telling them one day in front of the Starbucks employee, and they just fucking ignored that, you know. But, and that was going on a few times. I think that was, what, after or right before Corona? But see, people forgot what the fuck he said, or... Starbucks not so bad, but then didn't Starbucks have them in fucking commercials or something? Then? So you know, you speak be a mouthpiece. I mean, he should have just took the money and not say the fucking thing about what Starbucks people are nice or not. You know, keep on buying them fucking donuts for the Chase card or whatever Capital One card. Make the money, cause you're leading people down the fucking road. You know better than Tim Scott, but to make us laugh. You know, you're throwing all your fucking money in people's face all the time. Your friends on TV, you make them out to be white. Are they? But the thing, at the same time, you will not say anything about the disparities in the medical, job, housing, and, and claim you come from a fucking project, come from some uh, uh, low-income area. You know, if you know that, and you're just going to go up there and joke about it and take everything you got and then flaunting in some niggas face and not say nothing to the people above because they got somebody over there just like uh, you met in a uh, uh, Starbucks up at the top say Kevin thank you here we want you to do some commercial with us so I mean whether you did them or not you did them a favor by opening your fucking mouth and saying there's no problem that's no better than Scott saying there's no oppression he ain't saying nothing about racism. Oh, yeah, there's a little trouble here, a little trouble there. But on the whole, they bullshit. And it's niggas like y'all who make everything okay. I mean, you make everything okay just by saying, hey, it's all that's, that's isolated incident. Bullshit. I mean, you know, do I go to Starbucks? Fuck no, if I can, I can make my own coffee right here cheaper. I go to Dollar Tree and get a fucking thing, uh, 125 coffee, you know, that uh, Brooklyn blend. Go there and get that shit and I could do five days of that, cutting my coffee down. But the thing is, is when people say, I I heard uh, a dude on the back show today, God knows, I couldn't figure out his name, but I, I, I let this record as much as I can, even when I walked away from the van, because I was going somewhere, left the radio on or left it on with the recorder, but I don't know who this was, actually, I thought it was white boy at first, and talking back, and you know, he's saying the same thing about Scott, now, what, see, they pissed off, he pissed off, you know, they getting a, they getting a nigga to rile up shit after Obama said something about Scott, boom, okay. Who cares what the fuck Obama said, really? Really? Because he... Now, see, they're talking about Juneteenth coming up. Now, let me tell you something. Jimmy Carter, fuck him, just another white boy president. But what he did do is go in the neighborhood and work his ass off after his presidency. Did what the fuck, made money and stuff. Yeah, he was rich. Obama rich now. Do he go on Juneteenth and go down to black communities 
a month long or committed to the humanitarian not even you don't even have to do it like that you can make it a name it anything you want Juntina heritage whatever I mean but it ain't got to be no fucking national holiday if you go there and start helping black folks then you make a good example but you're really not because black folks still got these fucked up houses y'all could go buy blocks up and rent them cheaper they buying it up now. White folks doing that now. You can't buy a fucking house now. You really can't because somebody's buying them all up and renting them out. Why do you think rent going up high sky? But, you know, when you when you get somebody who say amen to what's going on in this world and never really point out the problem. So we know Starbucks got some CEOs up there. Run, rule shit like a god. Okay? They, they reached out and started firing motherfucker. Oops, no, they didn't. They fired one person. A white woman. District branch manager. District of the district, the branches, then you got the person, or region or whatever. Uh, but... They fired this white woman. She fucked around here and got 25 million from the motherfucker because she could show that they fired her because she was white. I don't say how, but they did go out looking for somebody and made examples. Say, oh, well, she's gone. Instead of finding a little motherfucking bitch who was up there serving that shit, who probably still got a fucking job. Now, in they scared to fire? Who they should have fired and let us sue, give her fucking $10,000. Probably took that racist, don't want too much money, you know. They greedy. They ignorant. Really? Because if you do this shit now, they don't give a fuck what's your profession. You are an ignorant person. So what do you say about ignorant people? They fucking dumb. Because whether you so fucking brilliant in one thing and an idiot in race, you fucking dumbass. I mean, that, that one, those, those, but see, we let that shit slide. You know, you see it on TV all the time, you know, praising this motherfucker, pra even after they had a uh, controversy, like the, the fashion designer going on. You know, even after they had controversy, oh, well, he had a nice design, and, you know, and they said, well, you know, a lot of them like that. I'm Vanderbilt, I heard, they run around getting jeans, and that bitch said she, and this was early in life, she didn't make them jeans for no black women, and that was true. But see, the thing is, nobody say, hey, we can do this without that bullshit. But because we're too busy fighting. You know, oh. <laughs> who's in charge of medical in this country? Department of Healthcare? Fuck no. Every CEO, administrator, whatever, in the top of these hospitals, along down to the fucking uh, uh, janitor. Each one of them, because they're all committed. I've, I've had problems with all of them. Walking down the hall, the fucking janitor wouldn't even let me pass. Little white motherfucker wouldn't even let me, let me pass in the hospital swinging his mouth. Like, come on, man, let me pass the fuck. I got to stop you and say, and I swear this is no joke. I got to stop and say, excuse me? You see me coming, man, and you know this is the only way out here. And then they look at me like, 
what's your problem? <laughs> That's what I always get. And if he had any kind of authority, I probably wouldn't have saw, had to go see a string. But that's the shit. Even from that to the person who you supposed to greet you when you make an appointment. The only fucking thing in the uh, uh, medical industry that not discriminate against you, not having no kind of bias against you, is the fucking kiosk you check in. And half of the time they're broken and fucking people up. They're frustrated even more. So, Who's in charge in the medical field? Doctors? Oh, them some dirty motherfuckers. I mess them. <laughs> I met the, I, I don't know, I think he was a real doctor in that uh, uh, Salem, Oregon emergency room on September the 14th, 13th, 14th. That day I ended up going back, I mean going to the emergency room after a fucking nine day appointment my fucking doctor gave me and I know she wasn't a doctor because she's a nurse practitioner practicing to be a doctor but she's not never going to go anywhere because that's not her concern she just feels like in an authoritative position right there good thing she's not a fucking nurse because there's nurse get first hand next to your ass to kid you because she would have fucking bubble up your arm or anything So, but is it the doctor, the administrators? Who? Cooks? I mean, the charity hospital, you get that shit from the cooks. If it wasn't for them black cooks and people in the line back there, hell, you'd been in trouble. But then it wasn't always like that because, you know, they didn't always trust blacks at the beginning, but they always had to stay in the back and cook, just like in the French Quarter. <laughs> I worked in the French Quarter in New Orleans. You know, uh, what did I want to do? I want to make money, first of all. How do I make money? Okay, I uh, ended up working at uh, one place, uh, 7-Eleven Bourbon Street. Actually, that's after that Deja Vu, worked at Deja Vu first. 7-Eleven Bourbon Street. You know, became a bartender there, waited table, bartender, boom, went around the corner. After I left there, tried to leave town, make more money, but didn't make out, came back. Ended up working at Hall's Bread Saloon on grilling, then bartender. Now, see, any other place I walk in, I could, I'd have been in bartender in the beginning if I had that on my resume, and I, which I did. But nobody trusted, just trusted this nigga to 10 bucks. And the place that I worked at on 7-Eleven was pretty cool. It had a black manager, not the overall manager, but, you know, over the waiters and bartenders. But, so... You know, I got my chance there. Then I'm 7-Eleven Bourbon Street. You know, I had to work towards that shit. Finally got it, you know. But in the end, you know, I was just one of few bartenders in that, black bartenders in that goddamn Bourbon Street. I mean, not Bourbon Street, in the, in the French Quarter. And uh, I uh, Never thought I was special or anything, but that wasn't their thing. I just insisted, and I really had to fight, you know, with Miles. Not fight, fight physically, but, you know, I had to put up a big stake, you know, because to, to, to become a bartender there. You know, I, I'm a bartender, man. That's what I came here for. You tell him once there was a bartender position, and he gave it away a couple of times. Look, I'm a, I'm a fucking go. You know, motherfucker won't keep you on the grill, but that's not me. And, but then I didn't have anybody to 
go to my ear, but that's okay. I didn't need it. I was young enough. I find another job, and it's actually right after that job I left and went to Alaska. Uh, in '93, so after that Mardi Gras, you know, we were gone. But the thing is, you know, I know firsthand the bullshit that happens in hospital. Oh, the shit that comes about in the military. Mm, just a motherfucker here. When I was in the service, I uh, hurt my back. You know, I even had fucking developed sinus problems. Didn't even realize until uh, 20 years later, I had they had I, they had actually diagnosed me with it. Sinus, sinusitis, and never fucking told me. But you know, I hurt my back and went in the military. And I just had the worst fucking trouble. Uh, and I, I mean, fuck, I was on traction in the fucking uh, uh, military. They were supposed to send me down to uh, Kelly Air Force Base, right outside of Lackland, next to the Lackland, uh, for this new test that was going on. It might have even been Lackland, because that's where we had to bring Maria once when Maria had, they had to fix Maria later. She was born clubfoot. Uh, but I wouldn't, that, oh, they were supposed to be sending me down there for this new procedure, MRIs. It just came out, 71, uh, 2, or they just started being used. And uh, God damn it, I could not get nobody to send me down there. I mean, I mean, they just kept on rejecting my orders, you know. I'm a fucking black man. They just literally just kept rejecting my fucking orders. That was at Cannon Air Force Base. And uh, even uh, one of the pl uh, uh, low technician. His name's Strickland. Uh, I couldn't tell you his full name. But he told me, I don't know what's going on. They keep on rejecting and somebody keep on turning back. And I hurt my back again and I uh, uh, went there again, sent me back to uh, uh, work on light duty, light duty way out there, you know, and then all of a sudden they put try to put me on track. I go down there. I say, look, I'm supposed to be going to have my back examined. I'm not getting on track though. I went in uh, uh, going to the hospital, and that's one thing he couldn't. It was Moody or Black, the bigger name, white boy, and he just fucking hated me. <laughs> Tried to keep me on a fucking tractor already, and I mean, I then got hurt on this fucking tractor. Then been put in the hospital, then rushed there in the ambulance once because I couldn't fucking walk. So, I mean, I've been on traction and everything else, and I'm waiting to go to the hospital, uh, wait, waiting for these orders. And I didn't know then at the time that they were saying, uh, uh, Strickland hadn't told me about that. I'm just like, I'm not understanding. I went down there uh, to sick call. First thing you got to do, go to sick call and then take it off. Uh, my, that phone call made it down there before sick call. They sent me back to fucking work. They had all kind of shit in my fucking file about basketball, uh, uh, subjective opinions and different things. Fuck, I had to be rushed to the hospital two days later after they sent me back and told me nothing wrong with me. This is the shit I went to interview. Now, at the end, I was supposed to get an examination. They're they telling me to enlist. I'm like, no, I'm not enlisting. Hell no, y'all fucking over me now. Am I supposed to look for this the same place all over? Uh, I mean, the same treatment all over in my military career? What? What the fuck? I uh, 
they wanted to examine me, make sure I was okay for discharge. I'm like, no, I, not until I speak to the base commander, I mean the hospital commander. I went out, scheduled an appointment, went and spoke to the hospital commander. He ripped me a new fucking asshole. And in my chart, he made it worse. Say it's my fault my back hurt. I got bad posture. I'm sitting there hunched over and I was not. <laughs> I was a proud young black boy. They even in my medical records uh, noted my gait, you know, because when you're young and black, you could be hurt and act like you're hurt, but that make you pray where I'm from. So despite the pain, you stand up straight and walk like a man and don't show no kind of pain until you get home. And then you're, fuck, God damn it. Do what you gotta do. Many nights I slept on a hard fucking floor because of my back pain. But that was just that. After I got out the VA, I mean out the military, I didn't even have no dealing with another doctor for a long time. My fucking head hurt when I just got out, and I mean, oh god. Somebody said, "Well, why don't you try some uh, Benadryl?" I tried that, and shit started coming up. Like, what the fuck? Mucus and, and you got sinus problem, and I did. And the VA, I mean the military, knew it never told me about it. Now, I uh, didn't have to go or decided not to go to a doctor any time after that until I uh, went up to Seattle. You know, oh well, until I met Michael or Angela, and I. Uh, it wasn't so much for a doctor. It was actually because AIDS was going on. I wanted to get an AIDS test. I started getting an AIDS test every year. You know, they got this scare going on. And after me and uh, Angela split, and before I wanted to start dating again, I went to make sure I didn't have AIDS or anything else. Uh, and I went downtown Seattle to get the, uh, uh, at the public health place where they do the three tests. And... I asked for the test. They gave me the test, you know, and they give me that secret number, keep your name confidential and everything else. And next thing, uh, they, you called a certain number and you could get the results, positive or negative. So, you know, after a lot amount of time, I called them, the number. You must come to office. I'm like, what? Did it again. You must come to the office and get your results. I said, get the fuck out of here. What's going on? Well, I can't tell you nothing over here, over the phone. You have to come to the office. I said, are you screwing with me? I said, the thing say cold. What's the results? You have to come in and get these results, making this shit fucking scary. I was on my job, uh, uh, Pier 57, at the salmon cooker. I say, hey, look, Dan, Dan Wilson, look, Dan, I need uh, you know, watch up front here for me. Uh, Dan was the manager of all of it. Crap out that and that, I just worked for Dan, managing that little place. And uh, I, I went, I left, and I, I ran. Oh my God, I fucking ran. Was running uphill in Seattle, was running and running and running. And you know, that's what, you know, my legs was kind of hurting. That's when I guess the first signs of circulation was bad in my legs. Anyway, I just didn't know why they was hurting, but I know I was tired and running. 
and I stop and I run and run around. I made it up that fucking hill over on the other side by what they call it, on the other side of the university, by the uh, uh, Christian University, up around there, they had some administrative healthcare offices. And I go up in there, get my name and everything, the number they gave me and stuff. Sat down there at the table. I mean, at the fucking desk with the woman, white woman, old fucked up hairdo. And she said, yeah, I'm glad you came in. I said, what's wrong? What's the problem? What's the result? She said, they're negative. I'm like, what? She said, they're negative. I said, why couldn't you tell me this over the phone? Well, because you were admit to being a pride drug user, we couldn't give you these results over the phone. I said, that's fucking bullshit. I said, then started crying. I started crying because I expected the worst fucking news. And I got up. I said, I need a copy of that. I got up and walked the fuck on out of there. That's the last time I took a fucking AIDS there. Oh, and you know, but this is the cruel fucking game, mental game they put you through at their will, at their whim. And you're saying the medical industry isn't racist? It is. In and out and for no, the people not to acknowledge that every fucking time they can is a shame. I mean, and you know, I'm gonna tell you, this uh, psychological mental health side of healthcare, just as fucking guilty too, even worse so. Cause they condone, they gonna treat a motherfucker who being done bad, like it's their fault. You're not fixing the problem. You're fixing the thing that caused the problem. Being black caused the problem of racism. With them, racists are the problem. But you're not fixing the problem. You're not even trying to fix it. You got to deal with it. And we don't want to deal with it. Your problem, while at the same time, you don't even get nothing but keep on being acknowledged that medical industry is racist. But then soon as you got Scott and all these other ones sitting around saying, no, it ain't, ain't nothing racist in this country. There is not a bit of oppression. How many times you got to be hit in the head with this motherfucker before you admit it? And the reason is, Nobody fucking care. Nobody care against, nobody care except for the people who this shit committed again. And you see how fucking well we care. From the cradle to the motherfucking grave. And that's literally what we worry about being born. And we gotta worry about how we die. Cause you know, you're going to some hospital, we didn't see where they fucking let them die in a hospital, in a motherfucking hospital. And we, and we say, there's no discrimination. Black, brown, and a lot of this shit done by light brown, if they're in that hospital. But the thing is, you know, that just reminds you of the police now. Shit turning around where everything looked like blacks against blacks. White folk getting the suit for fucking racism and everything else, right? Blacks against black. Now, thing is, uh, that's like the police. Remember when the police first started being police? Was allowed to be police? 
in an overwhelming white force. They show you all the fucking movies show how they was discriminated against, how they was had to fight for the get the same treatment on the job and everything else. Yeah. Shows that. But at the same time, we know and the streets know that a lot of them took that and just became even worse than them. They fucking kicked ass. Even worse than them. Choked about it. Yeah, bust that little Yeah, you sure did, Bill. <laughs> and laughing with them. Now they accept it. And they started beating and kicking more ass than them. Cause why? Something wrong with that nigga. That nigga hate nigga. And he don't know he hate nigga. Taught all his fucking life. Well, not pretty much all his life. Just the one of going in. So, you know, the police started whipping her, started whipping more air, killing nigga. That's the face of police brutality now. Not that motherfucker kneeling on Joy Floyd, not, not them holding that big dude down up in Chicago. You know, that's the police. Police shot that little dude right there in the chair. Black police. Paramedics, they're showing you black paramedics. Don't you see what they're doing on the news? Who do you think works for the news? The newsmakers, huh? So they got to report what the fuck they tell them to report. They ain't going off key. They show these feel good stories for these white folks that be on there. Little Billy with his new chair. The girl who donated a hand to the kid with no hand. Yeah, they feel good story. But then soon after that, they'll show you a nigga getting shoot at the police. Show your police standing on the car pointing at a gun at them. Eat despite the fact that that film was two fucking years old. And had they been out there two years, but they bring that in there right after they feel good story. And they get a whole lot of things. Police guard shot them. Then they show, show you a black dude running. Then they have the store, uh, store invasion. Huh? I saw one of them damn thing with somebody white just recently was dragging bags and bags and shit on. And nobody touched it. But when they show you a bus uh, uh, snatching grabs and shit, different things, they show you the black kids doing it. Or black mass. Never know who doing it. I mean, we know who doing it. But then again, am I good with that? Fuck no. It's just the opportune time they chose to put that shit on the news. You know, suburban people, they're scared. Like this woman who was on there and they had this shooting yesterday at the uh, 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 Denver Bronco game. They show you a white woman crying up there because of a shooting. She was fucking traumatized. Fucking literally crying, shaking, breaking down. Because she didn't know what happened to her daughter who ran off. But they showed you that. And they show you the picture of other people in the background, black people in the background, giving you the idea who was doing the fucking shooting for an argument. And it could have been anybody. Could have been any fucking body. But you got to watch how this news portrayed. I'm looking at uh, What to Listen with Dad by Megan Trainer, 
binge watch it part of the edition. Yeah, that is this weekend. Well, I guess I ain't gonna spend that with nobody. <laughs> and uh Three Little White Kid with John Lama sitting up there. Or Tom Lama. But really? That's why I got to I mean, and you know, this don't make no fucking sense. Most of them dads, you know, gonna be out working, barbecuing, sitting at home. Not trying to spend no more money than they had to spend on itself now. But, you know, the the healthcare, even during disasters. Yeah, you don't get good healthcare. Okay, look what happened during Katrina. The fucking uh, Superdome Convention Center. You never seen that kind of shit. All Katrina was a, a a practice run on movement. There's nowhere else they could have flooded a fucking city so thoroughly in the places they wanted to and get the outcome they wanted to. Mass movement. That was just practice movement. It was a fucking mass movement of black folk. After they decided to make them wait a while, Homeland Security and what was that? Uh, uh, FEMA with Brown over it took fucking ever to respond. I mean, literally, they didn't. People were dying from the simplest shit. Why? Because hey, we'll get there. Fucking president was flying over here. Uh. uh Oh no, they need some help. And FEMA hadn't even made it in there yet. And then by the time they moved them in there, by the time they did show up, first thing they showed up was fucking buses. Bus and water. Give them some fucking water as they get on a bus and they dispersed them all over the motherfucking country. And they actually tried to take over all that property. They got white folks now in places you ain't never seen them in the world. Oh well, hadn't been there in a long time, but since they and gave it up, now they're snatching it back. That's all that was. And New Orleans gonna be another fucking Vegas. But see, you can't tell black folk that. I couldn't tell my brother them that. I couldn't say, hey, let's get this property. They didn't trust me. I'm a scammer, I don't see shit. I have been around this country enough to know, to know what it looked like. How they leave certain areas fucked up, depressed until nobody but the junkers and uh, uh, the drug addicts and the dealers around there, hanging around there, until somebody happened to wander in there and get hurt, and then all of a sudden, that's their excuse. Even if they got to make an excuse, they bring them out there and they uh, start cleaning up the area. Then let's revitalize it. The next thing you know, you got a new business, new place, new city, new identity. A lot less minorities and poor people, but where they at? Nobody care. Okay, dog. I know it's kind of, it's just five o'clock, dog. And you know what the temperature is. Hold on now, 5.05, and we ain't going outside pretty because it's goddamn, hold on. It's 102 right now, pretty. You better go lay down. Go, go lay down. You got two damn hours to wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 102 degrees. But, look, 
I, uh, man, a lot of, uh, I think, a lot of trouble. I, you know, all my dogs is, I uh, got it to the VA uh, in Phoenix. You know, I hadn't been to the doctor in years and years and years when I first moved to Phoenix. And that was in 99. I, uh, 99, 2000, I had, uh, got it out at the VA, and it was pretty good. Uh, and, and NP, nurse practitioner. And then, uh, that's when I got a hold of my medical records. So I started seeing Dr. McCulley, too, because Lillian said, well, you know, you, you could get in the Dr. McCulley office. I got you here. Okay. Uh, and Dr. McCulley was a family practitioner. And I was in his office, and he oversaw all his, uh, nurse practitioner work, you know, and I knew him. He was cool, dude. And uh, even when it came to talking to me, you know, he didn't just let the nurse practitioners handle everything. He would come talk to you with her there and explain exactly how, and this was the long practice forever as long as I was there with them. So, I mean, for me to just face this nurse practitioner, T. Fox up in uh, uh, Salem, Oregon, VA was kind of unusual uh, without ever seeing somebody in the back. And I just think the dude who the person who I did see that back with Ryan or Brian or somebody, he actually was the supervisor and he actually talked me into, trying to talk me into going take and see a strength or group, mental health group, you know? So anyway, I, um, Dr. McCullough had me get my papers from the VA, you know, cause I stepped on a rock. And that fucker hurt me. And it was like, okay, I'm seeing a doctor, and, you know, it's really bad this time. And, you know, I saw him, and he did all this tests and everything else, you know. And uh, my symptoms, you know, down both legs. He said, well, no, you know, he didn't tell me, but, you know, saying, okay. We got somebody else who must be trying to scam the system. Instead of going further, check, he did, finally did an MRI. Did the x-ray. X-ray don't show much. Did the MRI. Uh, and then... He actually said, wow, called me in his office and say, uh, you know, you do have obtruding discs in your back that's central. And, you know, hit both of the nerves at the same time, burst sides at the same time. And again, I fucking cried because it's like, okay, finally. After 20-something fucking years, somebody saying, yeah, it is possible. It is, that is what the fuck I've been feeling. So uh, he did further tests and everything else. And uh, actually, that's when I put in for disability. And VA automatically right then told me I could not collect from the first time I drew because uh, uh, I filed before and didn't show up. I'm like, I never filed before. I say I went down there to file and didn't file. They said, well, you filed. And some, they filed and you didn't, I mean, you filed and they sent you an appointment, you didn't show up. And I was just fucking gone. So they, can, they don't pay me from 79, they only gonna pay me from 90. And I'm like, you know, that's bullshit. That is total bullshit. But then, you know, I was kind of fucked up in the head and wasn't worried about anything. And my mental health actually took a nosedive because I was hurt, you know, and my back was hurt. I had to, I was working for Liberty Mutual Insurance at the time and they had to go on short-term disability and my, my mental state was fucked up. So I ended up going to see a psychologist. 
Dr. McCulley sent me there because Lillian told him I grabbed the home and we was, you know, having a discussion one day and he took that as, whoa, angry black man. And um, so I go see the psychologist. Next thing you know, they're telling me, uh, you know, we talking. And it, you know, asked me, and I try to be honest, you know, about crack. I did do crack air. Yeah, that was fucking what? In the 80s. I mean, fuck, that was 20 something years ago now. You know, because this is like 20, 2005 now. And uh, I just didn't like the dude. He just fucking was a white pricking from Scottsdale who thought he sat above everything in the world. So, uh, and I, I actually uh, told him I'm not comfortable and didn't want to go there anymore. This motherfucker wrote a review up in the paper that I was a drug addict, will always be a drug addict, and I hate my mom and my daddy. He had half of that thing. He had one thing, right? I didn't hate my mama. <laughs> but the thing was, he uh, fucked me up and, you know, they wanted to get hold of my medical uh, uh, psychiatric records, Liberty Mutual. And I'm like, no, I've always thought this was fucking sacred. And like, no, not if we insure you. Uh, what do you mean? insurance company and I bought an insurance company that insured uh, a, a business that insures itself as such as an insurance company can make this request so I said what choice do I have uh, I'm not giving them to you well you have to quit resign whatever it wasn't no fucking resignation it just don't stop showing up for work and it took finally took me off short-term disability and every damn thing else and uh we struggled a while, hung around town, I guess, another year, and then finally, being in my fucked up mental state after Katrina had happened, had my family and Katrina, you know, and worked, worked up until uh, uh, my family came in and really got bad then, my health. And after I put my fucking family out, me and Lillian stayed around a while, I just could not get a job. I couldn't work no more. I could not imagine myself working another fucking day for another person because look what it led to all these years of fucking over me basically medical wise I work get injured on jobs and they don't want to fucking even respect it and I see motherfuckers I've seen the VA do more for less you know and they give you this idea this bitch about you know, VA is equal to that's bullshit. That's one of the best places for fucking racists to hide. Look at this young man who was in the fucking uh, 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 Boston now. With them, uh, uh, that, that information, uh, secret documents he didn't pick up. You know, so. He get the thing is, VA, the military, this government branch, the defense, it's nothing. I said, with okay, with this, I mean, this shit happened. I sent a letter to the Department of the Air Force, the Department of the Defense, and a couple of other defense departments. Along with the two senators in Oregon, I got an inquiry from the VA that told the, that they had the VA police call me and say, 
Well, I'm not sure we can't do nothing about it. I got all that on recording. And I'm going to lay that shit out nice and simple. It's just, I really need to have a little strength. I need to make sure I'm in a nice, bigger place so I can walk. Because I need to walk around a big room when I'm doing things. And this isn't much. I'm sitting here and I'm sitting in this position and really just trying to keep on looking at the time. Damn. And I'm, and I'm going to 90 minutes to get my money's worth. And if it wasn't for being so hot outside, I just took that walk outside with the dog and then came back like I hadn't been here. But, you know, you got to wonder. <laughs> was who in charge of the medical? Who gets to call and enter this shit? Who gets to say, okay. Hands clean. Let's let's stop this shit now. We've been doing this shit too long. But it's ingrained. It's weaved into the system. Where racists could go in any fucking part of this country. Work any fucking way in this country. And display their hate in ever so subtle ways. That can be deadly. Hey, I've already said all racism is, racism is violent. It has the potential to go in from that subtle bullshit to full-blown fucking killing and we know this <laughs> we've seen it you know it's sitting down drinking that's why we're not sit you know you know like i say i be I be boondogging a lot i don't drink because it's better to drink with people i need to be aware because when people drink the truth come out Look at that nigga who was drinking with them cowboys up there in fucking Jasper, Texas somewhere. Where they fucking snapped his neck, put a rope uh, uh, chain around his neck and dragged him behind the car. That's not an isolated incident when they get drunk. You know, that shit comes out. Was hitting shows. So, same thing got to be said for them fucking people's up there in the medical field ducking. You know, I mean, look. Medical field say opioid addiction is an accident. Really? You know, motherfucker keep on breaking down them pills, juicing them up, shooting them up their own, snorting them, you know, taking four or five of them, going to steal them. You know? It's an accident. When they die off it, it's an accident. But you got crack over here, motherfucking government dropped that there. The government in charge of these medical facilities. Oh, the Department of Healthcare. There's the government that wants you to get fucking insurance for a medical industry that don't even fucking respect you. And you usually pay the most up for it. Why? Because the other ones get write-offs. And they get better fucking insurance. Because they got the best fucking job. If you think I'm lying, look around. X around. I work in the corporate world. Had damn good insurance. But it's not just in the corporate I worked at Icicle. Icicle's people. Woof. They had some nice fucking insurance. Try to get my little niece up there. Guess not. She just actually called me. <laughs> Kiro, actually. You know, Kiro. Uh-uh. Uncle, I need uh your help. I ain't got no money, but... What do you need? I got nothing but advice. 
uh, I'm, I'm too young to drive the truck. You got to be 21. Okay, you can't go to truck driving school yet. So what do you need? I need something to do to get out of here. Okay, you go up there to Alaska, one of these places. I send all kind of leaks to fill out applications and everything else. And uh, Charles, if you hear this, it's Momo. Give me a call. My little niece need a job. But uh, I uh, gave all those contacts and stuff, you know, told her, look, that's your best chance. Go up there, work, save your money, and leave. Or you can make a career out of that shit. You never know. You just got to start somewhere, and that's not. If you want to do something, go up there in the industry. Yeah, I'm against all the fishing, but fuck, I ain't going to be the one to make that shit go away. Just by my words and being aware of what's going on. You know, yeah, it's fucked up, but it's gonna happen. Crabs even running from there, so they're gonna save themselves. Most of them anyway. If you're gonna survive, the make them multiply and thrive. And I'm not saying that you're trying to be joking, but I mean, really, you know, they fished out a lot of shit and you know, I'm not sure what I can say to change that. You know, I can't even change the fact that motherfucker won't admit that this is a racist fucking country. Yeah, I mean, and then half of them are fucking own black people. <laughs> you know, of course, like the, the you know these white Latinos say, ah, oh, no, no racism. Them blacks just don't want to work, and that's the way they see us. That's the word I heard on the fucking back show the uh, other day. They don't know how to take care of home. It wasn't him, but it was somebody he had. It. They just don't not that responsible. Skew the fuck out of me. When we had that shit and y'all come raise it down, what did y'all tear down? What the fuck did they tear down? Whole towns, beautiful homes, never been able to reclaim that. You know, greenwood, redwood, rosewood, oakwood, ashwood, Freedomville, you know, all them fucking places. All of them. That they just fucking tore down. And but the thing is, counter to that, on their community wasn't thriving like the black community. They didn't took it upon itself to take care of itself, to build their own community, to build their own stores, even though they did depend on some of them for a lot of the merchandise, but the farm stuff and food, a lot of things, you know, they didn't have to worry about because they was there making it itself. But they told them now. But now they say you don't know how to take care of a home. Told them now. Your hospital, you had a fucking hospital. They made sure that sucker closed. Had a hospital up in uh, GW or something. GP something in uh, Cleveland. Make sure you don't take care of yourself. Some of the, modern, some of the mo uh, uh, most uh, uh, modern changes in medicine came through those places right there. Wash your hands. <laughs> Might be odd thinking, but, you know, wash your hands. Maternity wasn't more about the maternity of a, of a woman dying because they had people there taking care of them. What? Yeah. Black people, black nurses, black doctors, people who had some kind of connection, bond, but they broke that up now. They told the black, tell black doctors, now you're racist. Why I'm racist? Because all you want to do is practice over there. And at the same time, 
you know, these bank cards and everything, they're going to tell you, lay out the mind, the most efficient neurosurgeons and everything else. But never condemn their own field. Never say, look, you know, I'm, I, I'm telling you, I'm working in a fucking racist ass place. Never say nothing like that. But then, you got the mental health there. You got so many different degrees or levels or uh, 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 what they call it, sicknesses in that field now. PTSD, OSP, SHD, uh, uh, all kind of shit. All kind of shit. Every fucking schizophrenic. Paranoia, paranoia, schizophrenic, anxiety, anxiety, high, low, depression. So, uh, they are uh, at all these degrees, but they didn't come up with a degree for racism. Odd, huh? It happens. <laughs> Take a line from Plato. No matter what to deny and say, being objective, the truth is the fucking truth. And you cannot deny it. <laughs> it's, it's there. You could keep on saying the shit not fucking true. Like the fact that you won't teach the property history. You're saying that's not true. Okay. Critical thinking, okay. We know the fucking truth. And we know the truth about the medical industry in this country. It's just as racist as the Minneapolis police. It is. Now I've had, uh, after that doctor in the VA uh, in Phoenix, uh, went to New Orleans, yeah, oh, I don't know, I, ain't, I, don't, I think I had a white doctor, but I heard a doctor. And I had just cut my dread <laughs> when I came back. The doctor had uh, said that he wouldn't work on nobody who would dress because that was the style and then somebody was in there talking with him about it now. I said, wow, it's just hair. Yeah, but that's dirty. That's dirty. And I'm like, I was fucking gone. Now this man, he's seen me about my fucking back. But if I had dreads, he would have diagnosed me different and made me suffer. <laughs> you know? Department of Justice probe. Uh, uh, police fines, racial discrimination, sexist force fines. We finding this in a couple of places. I don't know what place this is, but uh, I know Minneapolis. Oh, that's Miami. Miami, Minneapolis. You know, but the thing is, we know that happened. But what are we going to do? We're going to send these blacks to the mental health specialists so they could work this shit out. Excessive force. We've been saying that shit forever. But they're going to the hospital for it. A lot of us dying once we get to the hospital. If we make it there alive. Look at that boy Freddie uh, Gray. They beat that motherfucker till he couldn't walk no more. And when he went to the hospital, they didn't do fuck to help him. Because they throw him in the back of that fucking paddy wagon. But see, it doesn't matter who you are in that medical field. You done the least little thing wrong to anybody for any reason. You're fucked. And we know we got a lot of fucked up. You know, it's out, Department of Justice used excessive force to unlawfully discriminate against 
black and natives of American, this must be in, uh, I don't know what it's showing this at. But we know this already, and this shit comes on the news every two years or so. They do their study. Keep on coming up. Keep coming up. So what did we do to change it? Not a fucking thing. Let's go ahead and get some grant money over here, some grant money over there. That was Minneapolis, I guess they're talking about. Tennessee the same. New Orleans the same. But they can't, they, they tag them. Even though they black officers, they should be tagged racist because it's not so much black and white. It's blue again. Uh, but the medical, <laughs> who's in charge? That's what I want to know. Whether you say stop it. Now, I, uh, after I saw the psychologist, I mean, psychologist, I ended up seeing a psychologist in New Orleans. I mean, I don't know how the fuck I ended up there. And one a psychiatrist there seen some of those, and you know, the thing about psychiatry, they try to push you, push the pills on you. And I hate them. Now, I had one ask me, do I know where the weed is? I'm like, is he stupid? I'm like, nope. I tell you I smoke weed only because I, you need to know. But and I buy something and I mean, can I get you some? No. I <laughs> dude, that's on you. And he was like, oh, okay, well, I understand. I said, I hope the hell you do. Then I didn't see him no more. You know, um, I ended up, uh, started seeing a lady uh, from uh, Louisiana, Beerus. I think that was her name too. Beerus from Beerus. She was nice and all understanding you know until she figured she could tell me how to treat a fucking how to raise my nephew how to treat a man like a man and the thing is i give rob a chance after chance after chance and this was his sisters and shit was going and he was i was living by rosie taking care of rosie and stuff and he come in there one day and well he was just having trouble in school you know rosie couldn't handle him. so i'm like fuck robert come on stop that shit fuck you man and cussing Rosie on something, look, dude, you're going to have to end this shit. Uh, and I wasn't trying to be hard on him. Then all of a sudden, he uh, did something. He said, fuck you, man. Try to get past me. I just said, I said, move. And he punched me. I said, dude, you better watch that shit. He tried to get there again. He pushed off on me and threw something at me. Blocked that shit with my hand and I came around and knocked the fuck out of him. And he hit the ground. That's all it took, one hit. I mean, I wasn't trying to hurt him. All I was trying to do is make this motherfucker know, you know, I hit harder than you. That little fucking bullshit you just throw at me ain't nothing. And it wasn't. I'm like, that's why I let it go the first time. Uh, and I, you know, was sitting there telling her about this, you know. And, you know, you hit him? I said, yes, I did. And then she say my name, like, what? I said, excuse me? Why would you hit a child? Wait a fucking minute here. Something you don't understand. You think you understand this fucking world I live in and where this boy gonna fucking grow up and have to face every day. I said, this boy, when y'all see him, I say he's 13 years old now. When y'all see him, Y'all see a fucking man, and you ain't gonna be able to tell me. 
So if I don't take care of them now, he gonna be fucking doing what he want. Because what? Y'all say he can't. I shouldn't hit him. Fuck it. That. And I got up and I left. Never seen her again. But that's what they try to convince you. You have to do. Be some kind of passive person. But that's in their world. I mean, we've got to deal with the fucking racism you issue up. And this boy gonna face it. And he had faced it. Ended up in fucking jail. And they believe that he done something easier because somebody said he done it when he done nothing. But because he got that tag on his record, I no conviction, no charges. He been there to the police department for this, but he was charged but never found guilty of Not even found guilty, they let him loose after they found what was going on. But he still got to go to fucking class. And, and, and that's how they get you in that system. So, medical field, by way of the mental health, they just reinforce uh -oh, the treatment outside the hospital and that treatment inside the hospital. Because name one of them. I told each of the mental health specialists I have had, even this one up in... Uh, Oregon, whatever her fucking name, Rosie, that's what she called herself. I couldn't, I know it, Rosie G. I ain't got no cause or nothing with me now. And now, this podcast is about medical. This one is here. And, but Rosie, you know, when I first, I'm gonna say, given to her, yeah, that's what they do. They give you somebody to talk to. Uh, it was because I com not complained, made a note about some fucking people doing some racist shit the first time I go to the CLMVA and just stand up again with me. Boom. So I tell the doctor that next thing you know, I've got to see a uh, psychiatrist. Why? Probably because I want thought more about seeing uh, uh, that I'm treated right as opposed to watching her pull down this little fucking short skirt she just fucking got on. And I'm trying to fucking look also I wouldn't she wouldn't think I'm trying to look at a coochie but every time you turn around this fucking she's pulling at the skirt that was actually she could have took a lab coat and threw over her lap and been better off but then I told this psychologist about this I'm like she didn't hear me because she's fucking busy doing this but they sent me to you to talk to you because of somebody else what did they do to the three people who fucking did that shit I said what what did they do to them nothing I've got to go to a psychologist. I've got to talk to somebody. Because they got the problem. I say, how does that fix it? I say, and this is constant. This is what y'all do. I say, now, see, I don't hold any kind of faith in y'all feel. Because y'all are the ones who got all of these studies in the mind down pat. Right? So if y'all got these studies down in the mind pat, and y'all do not stand up and say, wait a minute. Wait a fucking minute. Something's wrong here. Y'all are fucked up one. Y'all endorsing everything that goes on. So, don't tell me. You know, I've got to see the doctor. The people with the problem never, ever get to see the doctor. They never get to see him. But you know, you gotta wonder why is this shit going on? Why do you even put the shit on TV if y'all not gonna do nothing about it? 
I mean, it is the time. Department of Justice. You know that there's this. I mean, that's the Justice Department coming down, and you, we know this shit. But people say, no, it's just in the city crime, you know? Fuck no. What do you. What happens when you put a whole bunch of crabs in a barrel? A whole bunch of rats in a barrel? They've done studies, they know what happened, and they got it set up like that. So they got fresh shit going to jail all the time. Take your food away, you no know, food stamps for these people, that people, if you can't prove this. You know, you gotta go out there and eat. You hear, you hear white folks now talking about uh, how, on the radio, how they won't allow people to live together and get welfare and food stamps because of a couple. You know, and they're saying that like this is new, but no, that's happened way in the 60s. That's the way they kept blacks off of welfare. Wouldn't give them an equal amount of welfare. If they had a man come living there, they won't take all this man income in too. Say, well, you should be taking care of the children. And true, he do what he can. But come on now. And the thing about it is, why wasn't the men there? Because most of the men was fucking dead or in jail. Mostly dead. Because we do lose a fucking hell of a lot of black men every year. Black children never see their daddy. And that's also go with this dying in the hospital. You get shot, God forbid, your ass. But you go in there for a simple sickness a lot of time. Nigga come up dead. You come up fucking dead. I mean, people you see just walking street one day, yeah, I'm going in there, get a colonoscopy. <laughs> that shit can kill that motherfucker. And which is beyond me, so I stopped doing that. Really, you know I mean? You're telling me every fucking other year my ass clean, you know. I'm like, look, don't they have the blood test? Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Okay, give me that. Well, you know, I want the fucking blood test. Look at my PSA level. Look at all this stuff now. Don't go to shoving shit in my ass because I'm not going under any mo for nobody unless I'm already knocked out, fucked up under. <laughs> but medical feel a mental health branch of the medical field. Cardiologist. I remember uh, in uh, Lillian, Lillian phenomenal. She's in the cardiologist and uh, her family had was having a, a secondary family, the other side of her family had was having cardio trouble. I mean, yes, fucking everybody was born, most of them was born with weak fucking hearts, you know, and not that. I know she had one little nephew, uh, what's this boy name? This is a good dude, funny. But he likes smoking weed, just like everybody else. But see, at the time, they hadn't come up with this medical where you could get vape and all these different other ways of getting high. It was only marijuana, you know? And uh, just a boy. And this boy, he was a little big, and he, but he, he lost that weight, would do, lose that weight and stuff. And he was waiting for a heart. And people would not get this fucking boy a heart because they say he smoked marijuana. He died, 25, 26 years old. Almost had his name on the tip of my tongue. But uh, she, you know, a, a bunch of his daddy died. Almost said his daddy's name, Kevin, Calvin. Oh, Calvin was Lillian, old man. Calvin Dimery, that's 
that wasn't the side I was talking about. But that's the old man, huh? But uh, you know, they're talking about the maternal crisis, you know. But we hit this all the time, and that was 2021 when they were talking about. Uh, them right after the Olympics. Oh, that's right, she did it. She had a baby almost fucking dying as Alex and Felix. But you know, we what what's, what's gonna come out of this? Not a fucking thing. Not one goddamn thing. They're gonna forget it, sweep it under the rug, come back and holler at it again in a couple years when somebody phenomenal end up dead under the same circumstance you know instead of monitoring these people you know you and you know i know the complaints you go to the hospital and complain about something oh okay now i had one doctor el paso uh that was after new orleans and dr anna you know she is a primary care and damn, if that woman didn't fucking hate me like I done something to her. She just didn't want to respect me as a patient or a man. And, you know, just pretty much act like she forgot about me when I walked out the door. Because it wasn't, even when I come out, hi, what can I help you with today? Like, excuse me, it's my fucking appointment. You know what the fuck if you read my talk and shit, you know, but I didn't say this. All this going on in my mind. And finally, you know, after... Uh, three years of her bullshit and ready to get on. I leave a note that look, you know, this is some bullshit with this woman. She, you know, always act like she don't know why I'm there. Been my family practitioner for fucking three years. I mean, my primary care for three years. Never even fucking touch me. And I put my name on the shit and then I've been getting held in that fucking place ever since. Because I went back, tried to go to was going, went back to live in El Paso and couldn't even get a decent doctor. He was sending me all over town for all my things for my feet. They didn't want to do my feet no more. Send me downtown. And when I went to the podiatry down there, he damn sure didn't do shit. You know, and started sending me all over town for feet, for cardio studies and different things, you know, for my circulation and my legs. And I'm like, fuck this. I left. Because you're not going to have me bouncing all over town like that being mean when it, when I move right around the year and used to get everything done right up there so I bounced and I had ended up going uh, I think I went back to New Orleans because I felt a little better there until I uh, 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 yeah I did I went back to New Orleans ended up there and did, did uh, New Orleans until I uh, left and that was maybe around uh, 2000, cause when, 2019, right after uh, Corona came. Because I was down there helping my daughter with them children, uh, with her grandchildren, trying to <laughs> help raise them. But, you know, anyway, that's another story. But medical health here, um, yeah, I thank my daughter. When it came to Corona, you know, they she went to the hospital. This was a common thing. She went to the fucking hospital two times, three times. Same hospital, kept on sending her home, kept on sending her home, kept on sending her home. She went to the hospital out in another area, and they admitted her fast and kept her in there for three goddamn weeks. And if she hadn't been in there sooner, she'd have died. But that's 
what they was doing. Oh, no run for no nigga. They ain't had no respirators for us when it came there. They even had fucking shots when it came time to get the shot. Who got them first? Medical field, medical industry made sure who got them first. We couldn't tell then. They started sending masks down to the uh, uh, inner cities in these poor communities. Fucking mad wasn't even mask wasn't even medical grade. You understand? So who sent that down? They, they said, and then they blamed it on China. But you know why? It wasn't China. Cause China was keeping all their fucking men. Respirator when it came to respirator, they didn't have enough to uh get respirators uh to everybody. Hell, they made a decision. Many, many, many blacks were just allowed to die. Sent home to spread that shit and make some more die. First, I used to think it was a, a, a disease set out just to make, uh, to get old people. But, <laughs> it was a disease set out to get anybody targeted, you know? And then you gotta think of how many blacks got that shot and died after getting the fucking shot. Did I get it? Fuck if I did. I ain't never seen nothing the government wanted to give us. What the fuck good the government ever reached out and gave up without snatching it back? Without saying, oops, maybe I shouldn't have gave you that one. Hold on, we got another one. Bullshit. <laughs> government ain't never gave me nothing. Why am I stand up in fucking line? With that first money they gave out, there's so-called rebates. Or they not getting that shit back with inflation prices and everything else. Taxes then went up. Yeah, if a price is inflated, the tax has been inflated too now. Come on, get this shit straight. And fucking items that, you know, the big companies making money hand over fist. But, and the government giving them write-offs on the other side because, hey, you've got businesses. City where this, uh, uh, state, county where they're doing business at. Hey, don't worry about taxes. Just give us a little bit of this on the side, yeah. But yeah. You know, for every fucking thing they you buy in the store, that went up. Damn, taxes went up too. So, inflation at all? The sales at a 20 year low? Just lied to you. While at the same time, people can't even afford half of the shit in the store. Can't afford rent or nothing. Can't even afford medicine. Bad medicine. <laughs> so, when people deny, they ain't got to deny because I mean this shit, there's a report on it. And you know, since this woman died, there's gonna be many reports on it. In between the Pope getting out the hospital, the Iranian government execution of 10 women, the children on the fucking plane who were uh, uh, in Colombia who survived, this, this cost dudes from uh, Peru, they just stopped putting that on jail. You know, this uh, shit with uh, 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 this subway killer, you know, they put out, dropped out there that they got him for uh, indicted. But they ain't say nothing about the other two motherfuckers who was aiding him and restraining that man. And I say, had this man been able to get away, that's just like the medical field. That's not my fault. <laughs> who is it then? Oh, well. It might be that doctor that he got insurance. They're gonna sell one out to say the rest of the motherfucker, even in a long pattern 
a shit and hopefully I'll get to lay it out and show you exactly that's how I work with just one person and by means all means I am not an isolated case I'm not a singular case I'm no standout case I could have let this shit go and just took it but again I'm from the project and ain't nobody been able to embarrass me over that shit. And you think I'm gonna be embarrassed over letting out the fucking truth? No matter how much I cry? Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm crying because of you. You the motherfucker. I mean, I was emotional state too. But then, my psychologist, Rosie G, wouldn't report the crime either. Uh-uh, Heather, Heather, whatever her name is, Bash. Say I'm clinical, you could tell me, confide in me. She didn't report it. The ER hospital never fucking reported. And then when I did start uh -oh, reporting it myself, you know, after I find out during my last meeting, which I have a copy of with my so-called nurse practitioner doctor. Uh Admittedly, she said it was her who held it up. No reason why or anything. Changed the subject right fast and it just fucked me up. And I got out of there. I swear I got out of there so fast because I was. I was gonna. No, I bet not. Sit. But anyway, I, uh, I think the thing is we uh, look at the medical field, call these people heroes, motherfuck if they are. And I never did go with that shit. Fuck a hero. A lot of people look at a doctor and say, well, yeah, they they great, they're good, they're doctor. So the fuck what? <laughs> so what? They tell you show you about these people all over the fucking world protesting their conditions. We're not even allowed to do that here without being called terrorists. And then you got people like Scott. And this dude who I heard on his fucking Beck radio station, black dude talking about how he, he believing in capitalism. I believe in capitalism too. But everybody don't have the same opportunity. Senator Scott's not uh, uh, the rare. I mean, I'm telling you, you folks, Senator Scott's not the rare one. He's not the only one. There are many of us out here who feel like that. And I'm like, oh my God, I would. I would give my name, but I'm, I'm just Kano. I'm like, oh, this ain't number bullshit though. He will give his name, but he don't want to uh, play ball. He must be a ball player or some shit. So, you know, I'm Republican. I married a white woman, but they going to hold that against me too? <laughs> he didn't say that. <laughs> not that I know of, anyway. But the thing is, uh, it's not hard to get an A man. African man was gonna say hallelujah you're right it's not like that not like they cry <laughs> I don't know why they've been that'd be like uh what's his that uh uh boy daddy that boy damn this politician Herschel Walker who uh yellow ass son come up there crying talking about his daddy uh don't take care of his mama and this and that and all. They ain't saying nothing about his daddy, y'all. Ain't being black. The whole world felt sorry for this little boy because he was a lot yellow mother. You see, that's the problem with this world. 
It's the hierarchy of color in this world. Yep. Step by step by step by step. Pink at the top, black at the bottom. You know, and uh, it's uh, it's fucking crazy. It's, it's it's crazy that with all this shit going on, all this advertising, all this fucking statistics study, all these notations on this 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 disparity, systematic, uh, uh, habitual, cruel, intentional. Discriminatory, all of it. I mean, from healthcare, housing, education, jobs, and justice. They do studies on this shit all the time. And we know what it is. Thumbs down. But they say it's okay. Anyway, I just need to, uh, before I get off again, get off. Shout out to this little girl, Bowie. You know, it's just, it's just too bad we don't have enough uh, blacks in these positions who can say something to make a change. Even our uh, mental health black folks took a page from them and they more worried about, you know, uh, being, um, being on a side of uh, let's get this this corona uh, uh, what they call it mental health crisis over you know where there was no corona mental health crisis other than one they describe about you know the fear these kids have stuck in the house and we know who that is you know because most of the black kids parents had to go work as essential workers and the kids was outside anyway which kids did nobody uh, uh, kept up a child inside and plus the kids who uh, lived in the suburbs was able to go outside, sit on the porch by their deck and everything else by the pool. And they was worried about being isolated. And they had friends over. Just stay six feet apart. Don't worry about the water. Water just don't transfer nothing. Remember the bleach? But thing is, we are. Uh, we know they are. <laughs> uh, and not just here in the United States now. This shit is worldwide. It's fucking it. And to deny it. <laughs> As I say, the truth is the fucking truth, whether you admit it or not. And I think the mental health crisis come in when people just keep on denying this fucking truth. Uh, and, you know, and it, it, it keep on denying it. And, it's, I mean, just like, you know, you really can't lead or fix somebody mental health if you fucked up yourself. If you coming to me and telling me I need to talk about this what happened and then you say, oh, I'm so sorry these things happened to you. Excuse me? No. Okay, you're sorry, but now go stand up and tell the fucking world. Is it happening just to me? No. But they will never say that to you. They won't say there doing this, they say, oh, too bad you had to go through this with these individual. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, I think this is my birthday thing and it's, uh, ain't even a plead. That's a fucking bigger shout that ain't gonna be heard. 
about the health care crisis in this country. Uh, truth is the truth is the truth. <laughs> Admit it or not. <laughs> Later.